left here. Hit the button. I got 2D my producer back. Mm. All right, here we do it. No! Get those words! Guys, good morning. Welcome back to Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites like Bring a Trailer, P Car Market, Rad for Sale, and Cars and Bids. My name is John Polnick. I'm coming to you live from the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada, where it's actually kind of foggy and gloomy uh, this morning. Really? We actually had a little bit of rain. We're trying to copy my partner, Michael D, oh. who's coming to, from, to you uh, from the Bay Area, where it's also gloomy and rainy, probably much cooler, though. Uh, what's up, Michael D? How are you this morning? What's up, dude? I'm telling you, it looks like nighttime in your studio, so it actually looks like you're coming to us from, you know, like, I don't know, Australia. Where would it be nighttime right now? Like Hong Kong or something? Yeah. It's pretty funny. No, it's true. I uh, we changed up the lighting a little bit in the background. Thought we'd make it a little bit more pro looking or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very it's very smooth. But it looks like one of us is doing a daytime show and one of us is doing <laughs> a nighttime show. I, I should have uh, one one ear off of it uh, so I can be going. You know, like I mean, I am in Vegas, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, now, hey, look, uh, we are doing all kinds of fun stuff at the Bid Nerd Studio. We're changing a few things around, uh, but we're excited for you guys to be here. Make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and notification button as uh, Boomer Deeb over there likes to see. Say, <laughs> smash <laughs> that <laughs> like button. Oh my God! Here we go. Hang on. Oh, he doesn't even have the big... Yeah, okay, I know what he's doing. I see where he's going. He's going to get... There we go. How do you not have that ready every morning? Uh, I Listen, man, when you get your ass kicked like I did yesterday, it's hard to pull yourself out of bed. The alarm goes off and you're like, he doesn't need me to do the show. Like, I just need to complete wash. But yes, smash the like button and tell a friend or we'll come over and punch you out. So if there you, you go. Uh, for those of you who are listening, Michael Deep has his big, huge, oversized Hulk hand on Hulk fist. Uh, making sure yeah it's a big hulk fist yeah. so you guys yeah. know to smack that like button uh so when he's saying he's got it he got his butt kicked over there michael d what oh. he's talking about is uh you know this is your daily nerd out on the, all the most interesting cars but what we do here is we we whittle through all the cars that are on all the auction sites we bring them down to the most interesting ones we talk about those cars and then we make predictions as to what we think those cars will sell for uh when mm. the hammer hits the auction block on each one of those cars today we always start out every episode by going over our predictions from the previous day and uh neither one of us really know what we're doing but uh oh, one of that's us not is better true. than the other <laughs> yeah you know, it's um, funny because on Monday you got four of the five right and we laughed and you were like, has any of us ever gotten like a complete shutout? And I said that I thought I had gotten one. I, I shouldn't have answered the question because that <laughs> that seemed to tip you off. Uh, and then yesterday you got every single lot correct. Uh, or at least better than me. I don't know, whatever that whatever well, that yeah, dubious I, honor I'll, is. I'll yeah. take the <laughs> honor, uh, but I will note that um, 
even though I, you know, I mean, really all I got to do is bid the over or under as price is right for me. Um, but really, uh, I had to, uh, we were really, really wrong on a few of these cars, or at least one of them, the big one, right? The, uh, the first car Which of the one? day was the, uh, was it the GT3? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That car brought crazy money. It didn't make sense really. I mean, when you talk about it, you know, well, let's do that. But- That's what we do on the show, right? Let's talk about it. That's weird. Okay, you want to talk about it? Uh, this car was in Canada, JP. Check out yeah. that. Uh, uh, first of all, yesterday, we couldn't even describe what model it was. We both described the car incorrectly, and we're <laughs> reading it off our computers. Now, if I remember, because I can't see, it's a 2007. 2007 GT3. 997.1 GT3. But it's in Canada. And so despite having only 22,000 miles on the odometer, this car is registered in Canada. So bringing it into the United States is not going to be easy to do. It's not eligible for the 25-year exemption, which makes it pretty much a breeze to get it across the border. Bringing this car to the States and titling it in the United States, you have to jump through some serious hoops. And those hoops just cost money and time. I mean, it would probably take you a couple months to get this car across, and it would probably cost you, I I mean, it's got to be upwards $10,000 minimum, I would think. So, JP, despite the fact that these early GT3s are on the rise and that a very nice low-mile black example like this one here that's in original and excellent condition – would be worth somewhere in the 110, maybe even up to $120,000 range. This car is in Canada and it's going to cost, you know, let's just say at least 10 grand to bring it across. So, with that major hoop in mind, I said 90 grand and you took the over at 94. Somebody yesterday on P Car Market paid $116,000 for this car. That is a lot of maple syrup. So, I, I, just i don't understand that doesn't pencil if you're gonna if you're gonna spend 116 plus you know fees and taxes and importation you're buried in that car you could have got a higher mileage gt3 rs so do you have an explanation for that result because that just i I don't don't that's a head scratcher i don't think you could have gotten a 99 i don't think you could have gotten a gt3 rs or anywhere remotely close to that even a higher mileage no no, no, rs this guy's gonna be in this car like over $135,000, $135,000, right? When it's all said yeah. and done, when it's what it's on a, on a, let's just say a, you know, jerkwater USA license plate in his driveway, mm-hmm. he'll have been in about 135 grand. So at $135,000, could you go find a 60,000 mile RS, you know? Not a chance. No way. I mean, that's, right. that's, you know, that's 170 to 200 at this point. Yeah. A low mileage one for yeah. 200 for sure. But I, yeah, RS is taken up, but I, but your point is still valid though, is that yeah. they, they are way, they're way over. There are GT3s out there in the 997 variety. They're hard to find. And I think that's yeah. ultimately what this comes down to is the guy's like, well, I want one and here's one. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to buy it. Do we know, did the person who bought it, did, were they from Canada? I mean, that is a possibility because well, uh, if you're in Canada and the car's already yeah. there, you know, it's like, all right, there's four people up in Canada still. I don't know if they're allowed to leave their house. But um, this car, uh, you know, is not an easy car to find. And if you go to search for one, uh, you're going to probably pay 120 plus at a dealership because all the dealerships have jacked their prices up too. Um, you know, with the BAT factor. So is it really that far out of line? I, I mean, I guess not. (laughs) I mean, we we certainly thought it wasn't, but nowadays, I don't know. Um, if this guy is uh, is in the U.S. and plans on registering here, that number doesn't make sense. If he's in Canada, 
there's still a lot of money for a car in Canada. I, I just, it just, I, it's hard to believe. I, I don't yeah. know. I can't wrap my brain around it. That one, that, like that one really throws me off. Uh, we went over to BAT JP and looked at that uh, Land Rover Discovery. Uh, nice car, only about 125,000 miles. It wasn't ridiculous. It was bone stock. It, it didn't have, uh, you know, overland modifications and winches and brush cars and stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, we've seen these start to bring, you know, ones where people have spent a ton on accessories seem to bring a few dollars more than than they've been bringing we you know you and i glance at this car with over a hundred thousand miles and we think 2500 to 3500 mm -hmm. car depending on condition and how much gas is in the tank <laughs> anyway i said 8500 bucks you took the over at 99.99 and that car sold for fourteen thousand dollars so now i know you took the over i know you ba basically said that this would bring 10 grand because of the condition but does fourteen thousand dollars surprise you? Because that's that's forty percent more than you bid, you know. Yeah, that's way bonkers. Um, this car, we you know, it did have an engine rebuilt, top end, all that kind of stuff. All the things that typically go the wrong. Head, with yeah, these, where you're yeah, talking the, about the head the gaskets. The head gaskets are yeah. notorious for failing, which causes the you know uh, the block to warp. It's aluminum block, blah blah. blah. It's just they're just pieces of junk. These engines are really terrible. They're great when they work, but as soon as they don't, oof, you just it's just a cascading effect of of uh, sorrow and tears. Years. Um, and but, money. You know, and money, yeah, really. Your pocketbook yeah. is just going to be really torqued. Uh, but this yeah. thing had all that stuff done to it. Um, and, you know, that makes sense that it would bring somewhere in the 10 range, but 14, I mean, come on, man. That's that's bonkers. Um, but, you know, what isn't these days? You look at the, this person's garage and they've got a Maserati in the background and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess <laughs> yeah. this person notorious. Likes pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, notoriously bad decision maker. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, okay, so. So uh, that one threw a cur threw us a curveball. Even though I won that, I don't know if I really deserve it because I didn't think it would have gone that far uh, when I bet the over. Uh, another car that really was bonkers so, yesterday, and this so one. So here's one. Here's one. Huh. I I spent so much time on the show bashing this 964 backdate that's on P car market mm -hmm. because the donor car wasn't like a standard or automatic transmission 964. They used a very rare 1994 964 wide body, which are they're they're four-wheel drive they have turbo flares um and they're basically the u.s version of the previous year's 30-year anniversary model that was sold in europe and other parts of the world so this is a really rare model i think they brought like you know less than 300 of them two 200 and something of them came to the united states and despite having high miles the car the donor car was black on black with silver cup wheels it just Breaks my heart to think that they took that and chopped it up to make this what is essentially a singer wannabe. That being said, when I opened the listing, because you had selected this lot uh, over the weekend, when I opened the listing to do my homework on it the night before, my knee-jerk reaction is that's a $200,000 car. But then I looked at it and I saw that it was a C4 wide body as a donor car. And then I saw what they were trying to make. And it just made me angry. <laughs> and I bet with my with my anger instead of with my brain and so i said 165 and then you took the over at 170 and the car sold for 199,250 bucks i only say that because it, it, it was my one bright spot was i was like son of a bitch i really thought that car was going to bring 200 and it did so i should have <laughs> bet with my brain and i would have won one i actually would have been really close to a yahtzee on a 200,000 car which would have felt good um but you know JP, when when we look, you, you were saying that like the hundred thousand mile black C four wide body is one hundred fifty thousand dollar car. It, I I don't think that it is. I think it's closer to a hundred thousand dollar car, and um and even if this guy did a hundred thousand dollars worth of work on this car, 
I, I still don't understand how he gets his money out of this thing at, at 200 grand. It doesn't make sense. It, it, somebody paid a premium for this thing, and that's the part that's kind of crazy. Um, you know, if this were a 20,000 mile black C4 wide body, yeah, now you're looking at 150, maybe even 165,000. Our bids would have made more sense. But this thing bringing 200,000 means he got his money out of it and maybe even made a buck. And that part's hard to swallow. So, what do you think of that result? Yeah, the $200,000 or nearly $200,000 mark is very difficult to swallow. Um, I think when someone says Singer Replica uh, that they should be slapped right in the mouth as hard as you can. There's no such thing as a Singer Replica. There's only True. Singer knockoffs, right? That's the only yeah. word that you can be put next to Singer unless it's an actual Singer. Um, just if that's your intention, you're going out, stop, all right? Don't do it. Um, and I say that with all kinds of conviction and uh you know ego and just righteousness yet i'm proven completely wrong uh because here is the car sitting there that some jerk sold for two hundred thousand dollars to some Crazy. other jerk and that's the problem yeah. with the world today is that there's jerks and there's jerks with money and these <laughs> jerks are finding one another you know and apparently it's on p car <laughs> market uh it's just jerk central uh yeah. you know kudos Dotson, to that looks like a market. gto that sold yeah. for 50 grand <laughs> you gotta hand it to uh the p car market our boys yeah. in long island found yeah. a super jerk uh that just yeah. had too much money and needed to be departed with it and i yeah, I think if you see this car driving around, you see the owner pull up somewhere, you need to go, hey, buddy, you're a jerk. And uh, that's it. I, I don't blame P-Car Market for this one. I mean, they're just their job is to sell jerks cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they did it. And how. Uh, this thing, yeah, I, it just makes me angry looking at the original photo of the car before it was Yeah, it's a beautiful toner car. Um, and I, I still, I, I got to disagree way. with you. I think uh, a wide-body 964, even with high miles, um is it a $150,000 car these days? Uh, maybe. Uh, but maybe. I think realistically, it's easily a $130,000 car. Um, wow, that's crazy. You know, because, I mean, back uh, less than a year ago, uh, our friend, miles. Uh, yeah, our friend, uh, uh, you know, uh, up in the Northwest, uh, G. Uh, <laughs> T. Cruz, my friend uh, Jonathan T. Cruz yeah. bought one of these. Is that three-pedal you know, posse guy, right? Uh, he's not a three-pedal posse guy officially. Oh. Uh, he's just a buddy of mine um, yeah. who's really into driving. And, uh, you know, he's got one of these. And it's a you yeah. know, wide-body uh, 964. And, you know, he paid over hundred grand for his, and it was well over 100,000 miles. And that was a yeah. year ago. Uh, so to say wow. that this car isn't worth... Remember, uh, remember I had that white... Uh, 32,000 mile car at for like 155,000 at gotten for yeah. most of a year yeah. uh, and it didn't sell. And now in this market, it, you know, that, that you could probably get 200 grand for that because they only yeah. made like tw out of 200 and something cars that they made. Let's, let's say it was 300 cars. They only made 29 of them in white. It was black yeah. and had 32,000 original miles. We refreshed the suspension uh, and they all looked at me like I had a, you know, third eye and then, then the market comes back and, yeah. and I'm doing a podcast and all those cars are gone. You know? <laughs> yeah. That car was really, How really fortunes special. fortunes have changed. That car was really special. I, uh, really I wish you had, I wish you had bought that car. That car was really, I really, really wanted nice. that car. Uh, yeah. You know, and I drove that car a lot for Porsche road trip, our TV show. Yeah. On, Wasn't yeah, that great 
car. TV, go check that out. Yeah. Most mostly we drove the 993 C4S with that was yeah. white on Metropole blue. Yeah, with the yeah. Aero kit. But if you, the astute viewer, someone who's paying attention, uh, sometimes when I'm driving around, I'm not in the 993. I was in the 964 yeah. because yeah. the 993 wasn't available when we were shooting certain parts of it. But it was yeah. close enough that it it was a good cheat. So that worked out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Love both those cars. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So that that Porsche. Uh, one last so- point on on this car, JP. I just want to say, and mm-hmm. we see this right, like uh, that Cobra, that that uh, two thousand Cobra R brought crazy money, and now we've almost every week there's a Cobra R on one of the auction platforms, which is funny. We see how results um, inspire the market. Yeah. This thing bringing two hundred thousand dollars. My fear is it's going to encourage more people besides singer to go and start chopping up nine six fours and making their own like their own version of a backdate and i just think they're ruining cars that are they're taking cars off the road and making frankensteins out of them and i'm scared that that a result like this is going to encourage somebody to spend a ludicrous amount of money and ruin a perfectly good 964 i mean the 964 is, is you know they didn't make a ton of them like yeah, it just, I, I, it, I'm not, just i'm not uh, super concerned sad. about that because i think yeah. the the good thing the good news is 964s are ridiculously expensive so no yeah. one's going to go out and get a 964 and chop it up right now because they can't get one you know i mean <laughs> it's true. And if you have one, you're not going to chop it up at this point. I'm guessing this guy had it, and I don't know. Yeah. I just I think 964s have become such unobtainium. And you know, if you take a 964, like if you take a 964 C4 Tiptronic and chop it up, great. That's what you should have done yeah. in the first place with this car. Yeah. You know, that Get makes sense, swap. right? You know, do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why would you chop up a wide body to your point? That's what's so bonkers about this. And uh, nobody's getting them their hands on a wide body and chopping it up. I just don't see nah. that happening. Yeah. Um, unless if they, unless they want to make an RWB. <laughs> if this guy built this car three or four years ago, his 100,000 mile 964 was like a 70 $75,000 car. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, JP, that, that little car Mugia did better than I thought. Yeah. I, I really liked the car. I wanted to say nice things about it. And then, you know, you were like, well, Michael, this one isn't very nice. There's Bondo falling off of it and it's rusted out. And I knew that it, it was a little distressed. So I, I lowered my bid down to 11 grand. Then you <laughs> sat there at 12 and the car sold for 16,000 bucks, right? Is that the right number? No, $15,250 and it's sold on VAT. So our little Carmen Ghia that needs help um, found a sugar daddy. Uh, 15000 for a rust bucket. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I swept the day. Uh, I got everyone right over you. That is, I yeah. was closer to the number than you were. But I don't yeah. know if I if I feel like I deserve a single win from yesterday because every one of these <laughs> is completely wrong. I mean, 15, I know, right? fifteen and change for a complete rust bucket. This should be a five thousand dollar car, but whatever. Yeah. The world is the world is bonkers. What was the last car? Well, I'll give yesterday? you. I'll give you the. I'll give you this one because you thought this car might bring yeah. twenty five. Uh, it was the nineteen eighty seven Honda CRX. SI, this car was also in Ontario, Canada, which is really weird. Um, and then uh, I think today we have two cars that are from the same neighborhood. But check it out. Uh, super low miles, JP. This car had like, uh, was it 60, 58,000 original miles? Black on dark gray cloth seats and just a beautiful example that you never see in the States. So this car was available on BAT. And I thought because it was in Canada, it had a chance to make it up to 19, but not break 20. 
you bet 20 and said that it wouldn't surprise you if this car landed somewhere between your bid and $25,000. So I think you deserve all the credit for this one. Our car sold yesterday, despite being in Canada, for $22,250. And, and I honestly, I wasn't in disagreement with you. Um, I think you can bring this car across for like three or 4,000 uh, bucks. You're in it 25. And I think you could get that money for it in the States. So I'm in agreement with you on this one. I think that lot, uh, the, the, the quality of that car seemed to validate that hammer price. And, and I'm happy for everybody involved because it all made sense. Whereas the rest of yesterday was a shit show. It's so true. Uh, I, am, I am very, very happy to 14 see 14 grand CRI. for a discovery too. Come on, man. What yeah, the hell happened? Somebody's out of their mind. Uh, crack sandwiches. I mean, that CRX just makes me happy looking at that yeah, thing. I really want yeah. to see that car in real life. I hope it shows up at a Radwood uh, that That'd we have cool. to show up to. Uh, which, That'd by the cool. way, everyone, we will be at Radwood in uh, San Mateo coming up on the 10th of July. So we're going to do our 4th of July thing. And then the Bidners will be at Radwood broadcasting live. And you can get yourself your own tennis ball, a little Bidnerd stick. Passing uh, out balls. So you can wave proudly your nerd herd status. We yep. are excited for you guys to join the herd, uh, become a nerd herd. Uh, member and get yourself a bid nerd sticker. If you go over on uh, Patreon and give us uh, more than a dollar, I'll send you a sticker. Um, don't ask me how. We don't have anything set up over there, but just go to Patreon, find us, find the bid nerds, and uh, send us some money, and we'll our, give you some stickers. And our, swag. our Patreon account is be littered with a hundred donations of one dollar and one cent. I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. would uh, that would uh, help us. I don't know. Maybe cover the stickers. Um, we'll. So there you go, guys. Uh, that's uh, That was yesterday's cars. Today, uh, let's talk about today's cars because there's some pretty interesting stuff that we've chosen today. And uh, this first car, I know you chose because of me and you know <laughs> that I am a convertible guy. I like me the drop top. And 996s oh, are you, super, you picked super this strong. Car. Did I pick this you car? Picked this car. Yeah, you picked this car. Yeah, you picked this car. Yeah, and this car's great. And I had noticed it and put a star on it and then I opened it up and, and you had selected. What JP's talking about is a 2004 porsche 911 turbo cab with a six-speed manual our car is offered to us out of uh let me read it to you oak park california which has to be southern california because i've never heard of it um it's got 59,000 miles on it but that's a metzger engine um this is not an ims car this is the real deal uh 18 inch turbo twist wheels six-speed manual um you know you're talking four i can't remember what they make like 420 430 horsepower jp and an equal amount of torque I mean, this car is just like, you know, we talk about this all the time because you and I believe that a garage should have five or six cars in it. But if there was something that really weird happened and you only had to have one car, I think this car would do everything you could possibly imagine. I mean, you could commute in it. You could do a track day in it. You could do a rally in it. You could go to a car show in it. And if you just needed to clear your head, you could get behind the wheel and absolutely drive the snot out of this thing and it would fix all the ails in your head while doing so uh, beautiful car uh in seal gray metallic um with the black full sort of supple leather that i know that you don't like uh you and i prefer the sports seats without supple leather but i i wouldn't kick this car out of my garage for eating cookies if that makes any sense this is a really nice car and the miles don't scare me here in fact i think this just makes it uh, a better value uh so jp with two and a half hours to go out of oak pack california Oak Park, California, our 996 Turbo Cab is sitting at just $42,000. Um, 
you know, do we think this one's going to break the bank or do we think this is going to be the steal of the month? Well, I think convertibles uh, are always an opportunity to get into more performance for the money because they're just, you know, for whatever reason, not loved as much. Anybody that says that these cars are not rigid enough, that their body flexes and all that stuff, they are completely out of their mind. They are just parroting what they read in a magazine. They've never actually driven one back to back. Um, and you know, is it as rigid as a coupe? No, but you're not going to be able to tell, uh, you are not Mario Andretti. Okay. You're just a regular (laughs) jerk who drives a Porsche. Um, and you know, chances are when we go on a drive, you're the guy in the back. Uh, you know, it seems like those guys are the ones who protest the most. Uh, you know, they'll be in their GT four or whatever. And they'll be just like way, way in the back. And that's not you, Saul. I just chose GT4 as a, as an example. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Um, but uh, yeah, people, the cabriophobes out there are missing out. And you know, I for one uh, am glad that all the cabriophobe nation is out there because they make it easier for uh, guys like uh, me uh, who know that a convertible is all the fun. If you use a word like visceral, which every Porsche person <laughs> jerk does, jerk seems to be the word of the day today. There's something so bad about Porsche people because they go out there and they just love to just parrot their favorite journalist. It's a visceral mm-hmm. experience when you get behind mm-hmm. the wheel of a handcrafted automobile. It's like, shut the F up. <laughs> it's just, you don't know what you're talking about. You just bought it because it's a Porsche, right? And and those, those are people. Look, this car, the top comes down. It's more visceral than the top up. That's by definition. There's more going on. You're experiencing the world. Having the roof gone on a car like this when you're blazing down, uh, you know, a, a mountain canyon road or up the coast or whatever is is so much more fun than being cooped up inside of a coop and, and just, you know, being in your little cocoon. This really, it, it's like the old 550 Spiders and stuff like that. Those things were True. so much fun because they didn't have a roof um, and everything else did. So I don't know. Using, car, using, uh, your, using your analogy going up the, the mountain road, you'll be able to smell the trees, which is nice. <laughs> uh, and then if you really like Porsches, you obviously like the way they sound and the exhaust is louder when you don't have a roof on it. Uh, this is a great car. And listen, um, every nine, every 911, uh, in my opinion, since the 964, uh, the convertible is shockingly rigid. So like a 964 Cabriolet is a fantastic driver's car, despite mm-hmm. the coupe being, you know, you know, uh, measurably more rigid. That 964 cab is probably a better coupe than your Mustang or your Corvette or whatever. So yeah. go get yourself one because it's it's the last affordable 964 out there and drive it. And then you can, you know, uh, comment in the bid nerd section. You can thank us later. Uh, so this, by the time they get to the 996, I'm telling you, this is a very sophisticated car. And don't let the fact that it's convertible scare you. I agree with my partner here. This is a this is a great value and a great driving experience. And again, it could be the one car to have in your garage to do everything you could possibly imagine and do it well. This is a seriously fast car. Where is this car going to land? That's the big question. How close to a coupe will this bring in money? So, JP, when I got shut out yesterday, I decided I wasn't going to do my homework. I was like, I'm like I, think, I feel like a monkey throwing darts could guess better than I did. Um, so it's at $42,000. I'm going to say fifty-five grand, and I just made that number up. I like that number, actually. How many yeah. miles did you say this car has on it? Uh, 59000 59,000. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, that's, that's about the right miles for a car like this. I think, uh, yeah. 
Oh boy, I'm gonna go over, but barely. I don't think it can make sixty. Uh, but it might. I mean, there was a moment where I would have said, yeah. "Oh no way, that's nine nine seven convertible turbo money," but now it's not. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll go fifty eight and give you All a couple right. grand spread there. Uh, you there know, I will say one last thing about the convertible. You know, the cabriophobes out there. Most cabriophobes drive PDKs, and if you drive a PDK <laughs> yeah. and say anything <laughs> bad about a convertible, just Go get a Tesla and just get the hell out. All right. Just, just <laughs> yeah. you don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Okay. With yeah. stupid Tesla PDK. doesn't even have a gearbox, right? Exactly. That's the car <laughs> yeah. for you. You do not go get, to have a Porsche. Go get yourself a toaster with a toggle switch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. And you know what you can do with that. Uh, okay. So what else we got? That was, I, I'm really excited about that car. I'm bummed that they're kind of going for that much money. Cause I probably won't be getting one anytime soon. All right. What else we got? All right. So JP, I know we talked before the show, but let's go ahead and do the Maserati because its its status has changed Uh uh what we're looking at jp on p car market is a 2004 maserati coupe our car has 13,000 miles and is offered to us out of Marin County, California. Now, the Maserati at this time uh, fell under the control of Ferrari. So the 4.2 liter V8 that makes about 400 horsepower and about 330 pound foot of torque is Ferrari derived. In other words, the architecture from the motor comes from Ferrari. And then Maserati changed the heads and a few other little things and made it their own. Uh, the Achilles for these cars is that most of them were offered with what Maserati's version of Ferrari's F1 gearbox was called the Cambria Corsa and it's a sequential manual gearbox and it's a single plate the single plate gearboxes are very herky-jerky when you're at um, full throttle and when you're at high rpms they do shift quickly replicating the gearboxes that were in modern formula one cars at the time uh but in most driving situations when you're not at full throttle and you're not at high rpm the transmission um shifts slower and then it shifts uh very herky-jerky and they're not pleasant to drive as such poor build quality a terrible gearbox and let's face it, polarizing styling from this unusual uh, Gigaro design. You and I love most of the cars that that guy has penned, um, but this one really, I think, seems to put people on different sides of the room, um, have made values for Maseratis languish. So our car is beautiful condition, low miles, black with tan interior, silver wheels, uh, and, and a bunch of exotic parts on it. And JP, up until the moment we started to do the show, this car has been available for seven days on P-Car Market. Up until you basically hit the button and we got the noise for our show, our car had zero bids. Can you imagine? This yeah. car was three hours from close and nobody wanted it. Like That is crazy. And then we started the show and it's got one bid at $5,000. Yeah. Uh, so with two hours and 49 minutes to go, are you in the program? Are you on the like? Are you like most of the people that, that sort of follow P car market? Whereas, JP, if I handed you this car, would you even drive it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like nobody wants this thing. Yeah. It got no bids until like 15 minutes ago. That's crazy. It really is. I, you know, that's the only. Obviously, I've never owned one. Um, I have driven yeah. a few of them, and with the six speed, they're pretty fun. I mean, they it's actually got a are. Ferrari they actually engine. are. It's like, oh the my gosh, the six speed manual is the one to have. But yeah. they made very few of those. They yeah. most of them are are these F one gearboxes that are just garbage. And I remember driving one uh, for the first time back in the day and uh, someone handing me the keys and going, okay, let's go give this thing a whirl. I was pretty excited about it. Ferrari engine, heard all about it. Oh, this uh, transmission. Yeah. It was just like. 
holy crap. I mean, you got to wonder how many of these broke on test drives um, because, you know, or, or people right. coming back from a test drive going, I think the transmission's broken, you know, because it yeah. just, it doesn't, even when it's fine, it yeah. feels like it's, it's bam. Yeah, it's clonk, yeah. bang, clonk. You're like, yeah. uh, uh, Every shift feels like you got rear-ended, you know? yeah. <laughs> like lightly rear-ended. It's just bad. It's yeah, really and terrible. the suspension on these is definitely not sports car. This is definitely, you know, this is a car that would be, its competition would be like an SL500 of the era. Uh, and, you know, that car is not a sports car either, but at least that car uh, has just a really solid, good automatic transmission that uh, is going to make you feel cushy and smooth and luxurious. And yeah, yeah you can get around a corner nice uh whereas this car sure it handles pretty well but uh that transmission is not something that a uh septuagenarian uh that's buying this thing <laughs> is going to want to deal with uh they want to be able to uh you know have their cup of tea in the cup holder and not have it spill all over their tweed pants that's that's <laughs> All right, JP, what's a septuagenarian? Is that the guy that studies the uh, the, the movement on your head, like the scalp, uh, the lines in your scalp? That would be a 70-something-year-old septuagenarian. <laughs> septuagenarian. As, as, as opposed uh, to an octogenarian uh, who would be in his 80s. Uh, so, yeah. you know, basically someone who could be president. There you go. Yeah, um, septuagenarian. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Uh, where he went is to veterinary school. Be, <laughs> he went to, his septuagenarian went to veterinarian school at UCLA for nine years because he really wanted to work with children <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in 1929 mind you uh that guy's yeah, been exactly. uh this guy yeah, has been, been retired for, for 20 years yeah. uh okay where is this guy who is anyone gonna buy is, this, is it gonna get another so bid Does, that's I'm, the question right i i mean look there's gonna be these bottom feeders jp um and i feel sorry for them because i made the mistake once i bid on a car that i really didn't have an intention of buying on peak car market my money was tied up like it's just it's not fun <laughs> I, but that's on me you know what i mean um, so I feel bad. Yeah, but you got an bit... awesome car. <laughs> this you get stuck with and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Huh. But like th this guy put bid this 5,000 bucks. It's not going to hit the reserve at 5,000. At least yeah. I think it is. Maybe it will. I don't know. I mean, what's this car? What? Let's start with what this car is worth. If it had um, a six-speed manual, this would be like a twelve dollars to $15,000 car. So with an F1 gearbox, if it's worth half, it's a $7,500 car. So 5,000 is not bad, hmm. but there could be one or two bottom feeders to come in here and bid it up again. So I'm going to say that somebody else, maybe two other people bid on this car and I'm just going to go $5,900. And uh, again, I'm just, I'm just winging it. Yeah. I, a six speed is definitely worth more than, I mean, a six speed would be worth in the twenties. Uh, I don't think so. I, I uh, mean, maybe in this market, but not, not in real money. I don't, it, they're just not, they're, nobody cares about this car. Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna I mean, say $5,900 and it gets two more bids. We can debate the uh, the yeah, real I value, mean, the real of, value a, of this car. Um, this is yeah. really a terrible, terrible car. Um, I'm I'm gonna go over that. I think some people are gonna throw some money at this. I think it's gonna get to 10. Um, I know, really? of course, it's I, not gonna sell. I think the reserve is probably somewhere in the high teens, would be my guess. Um, man, may, or above 20. Um, I don't think they're that, that as worthless as you're saying. If it was a Forte, uh, it would be. De those are definitely cheap but not the two doors but, yeah I mean, they made that it's worth anything don't get me wrong the first quattroporte had this gearbox and mm -hmm. then the last version of the quattroporte they reverted back to a slush box a, an automatic a torque mm -hmm. converter automatic i think it was also derived by uh 
Getrag or something. So anyway, the gist of it was you got the Ferrari motor, you got the Maserati thing, and then you got a German gearbox. And those aren't bad cars. They're not, they're not, they're not awful cars. They're just not <laughs> good cars either. Yeah. But um, anyway, that one is a safer bet. Uh, but this thing, I mean, just nobody wants this thing. JP, I love Italian cars. I, I, I have. Well, let's get to a, a good s- Italian car. Let's stop talking about this stupid thing. Yeah, they're not a sell on my body that wants that thing. Come on, right, so here's car, the same, same gearbox. A uh, little bit smaller version of the motor, but makes more power. What JP has pulled up for you is a 2001 Ferrari 360 Modena with just 14,000 miles out of Waltham, Maryland. It does have the F1 single-clutch gearbox. The timing belt in that major service was last done in 2015. So as it's the summer of 2021, that service is literally just timing out right now. So, you know, budget for yourself somewhere between seven dollars and $12,000 to get that major service done. The only modification that was done to this car after it was sold new was somebody reverted to the challenge grill. So the very, the, you know, the motor's in the back of the car, JP, and there's a piece between the headlights that's uh, painted the color of the car. On the challenge race cars, they put a piece of mesh in there uh, to let all the heat help escape out of the engine compartment under, you know, extreme driving conditions. So a lot of people like to upgrade or order that piece for their Ferrari. So that's the only thing on there. Otherwise, this car is bone stock, and that's unusual. A lot of these cars get, you know, either silly upgrades or tubey exhaust and all that stuff. So to see one with low miles in red and tan with the Scuderia Shields and the Challenge Grill. I mean, this is a good-looking car, and it's still fun to drive. And again, if you take this car out on occasion to go do a rally or a drive with your buddies, you're more likely driving this car at closer to full throttle at higher RPMs, and then this transmission starts to smooth itself out. So that gearbox on this car makes a little more sense, even though people will pay a massive premium for this gated six-speed manual, which is an absolute pleasure to drive. This one... You know, we poop all over it. It's not the one I would want, but if you gave it to me, I certainly would drive it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, look, if this were a six-speed JP with uh, 14,000 miles, despite needing belts, we'd be looking at a $120,000 plus car. But our car was at 68 grand on just 25 bids uh, a little while ago. So I'm going to turn it over to you and say, you know, at $68,000, would you rather have this or your turbo cab with the six-speed manual? That is a really good question. Uh, I was actually poking around on Craigslist just last night looking around, and there's one of these locally uh, for yeah. sale at, at a friend's dealership. And, uh, I mean, it's very similar to this. I don't know. If, I can't remember what the miles on that one was. But I've yeah. always had a soft spot for the Modena, uh, particularly with the hardtop slick roof like this. Yes, I'm a cab guy, but um, that is this is just one beautiful car. And I've driven yeah. them with the F1 transmission. It's, you know, yeah, you have to be driving – out they're fun when you're driving them the way they should be driven just right. driving it around it's a little bit like eh. you know and i look at this car and you know i have a 991 uh s in the garage with a manual and that car is just so magnificent and it's just the better car probably in every way uh until you start looking at it and as beautiful yeah. as the uh as the 991 is it's pretty <laughs> tough to go to not look at this and go Whew, boy this is just sexy even when it's just sitting still um you know, and the maintenance on these, this is the first generation that you could actually access those belts without removing the engine. It's still going to be expensive, yeah. though. Don't think don't think that because they don't have to take the engine out that it's going to be a cheap service. It ain't. It's still going to be at least five grand. Um, right. So you ain't getting away cheap here, uh, and there's just no having a cheap Ferrari. Uh, I think if you want a Ferrari and you don't want to break the bank... It's 
sounds like this is the one to get uh, because it's certainly yeah. more reliable than a 355, which is uh, arguably the better looking, more classic, all the things. But uh, they really sorted a lot of stuff out by the time they got to this version of the Ferrari. 400 horsepower, better yeah. brakes, better suspension. I mean, this is, you know, the 355 JP is, is essentially a generation two 348 it's the 348.2 yeah. the 360 is the is the first generation of a modern car so there's a lot more science and engineering that went into building and constructing this car from scratch uh and then your um, f430 is the dot two of this car so it you know would you there's say a lot this like is there. the 996 of ferraris um it kind of it, it was at for a while because of the um because most of them were ordered with that F1 gearbox and the F1 mm. gearbox wound up being a liability. Um, you know, a lot of those 996s, you had the problem with the IMS bearing. And so they had mm. kind of that scarlet letter. So that's not a bad analogy. I don't know if I would really just slap it on there, but you're not way out of bounds no, by saying that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, where's yeah. this car going to land? I mean, we know what the values of the six speeds are. Yeah. Um, Let's, what we forgot to say is that this car is on cars and bids and you mm. gotta wonder if Doug DeMiro's the right audience. I, I, JP, hear me out. I hope you're sitting down. This car would do better on P car market. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. But I also I, agree that I, most cars 10%. would do. If your car is at yeah. all special, it's going to do better on P car market. Yeah. Um, the more, I think the more exotic, uh, you've got a better chance. You're going to find more money at P car yeah. market. This guy should have gone there because P car would absolutely have served this thing up and made it look great. Um, so, JP, it's at $68,000, um, low miles. The service kind of holds it back. Uh, you know, it, it, it would be in the high 80s if the service was done, you know, maybe touching 90 grand. I'd say the low 80s with the service being needed. Uh, the market's bananas and, and oh, geez, you know, Doug DeMiro. I'm just going to say 80 grand for this thing. Uh, but I would say, no, I'm going to go 85,000. JP, oh, and just because I got caught out yesterday, all my bids yesterday, the thing that held me back, all your bids were on the over. So I'm just going to go 85,000. It's just been a little stronger, even though I think Doug DeMiro's site is a bit of a handicap. Maybe the guy that's looking for a nice one will see it on there. That car looks really clean. The photos are fair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a good Where's good the car now? It's at 68 on 25 bids out of Walton, Maryland. All right, I'm going under. I'm going to say 70. I think this thing stalls out. I think that really? uh, yeah, it is a wonderful car, and you're absolutely right. It would do better on P-Car Market. Of course, it would do better on BAT, uh, but yeah. um, this this platform is not the platform, and um, I'd be surprised if it gets m any more bids. I'm going to bet just a little bit over. I think whoever wanted on Doug DeMuro, that's it. Yeah. Because uh, this car is sitting next to a bunch of, you know, old Audis yeah. and, and, just and Paulus. cars. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. stupid stuff. Um, right. Cars and bids really is for just regular normie people that want to sell normal yeah. cars i mean he may as well start selling minivans on that site it's just what are we doing just make it auto trader yeah. auction and and call it a day um JP, okay. there are a few american cars that i really like i picked this one out for you and rochelle to mm. uh, turo and drive to dinner on the strip uh <laughs> what we're talking about on bat is a modified sort of a little bit hot rotted 1964 lincoln continental now Please forgive me. The one I found for you is a sedan. I'd much rather see you in the convertible, which has a hydraulic retractable hardtop and is essentially the car that Lincoln got or uh, Kennedy got shot in. 
Um, but this one looks really cool. It's got 20-inch torpedo-style wheels. Uh, they shaved the door handles. They put an exhaust system on it, and it's, you know, it's got subwoofers and the sound system. But it's black four-door red bench seats. Rochelle can sit right next to you with your arm around her, and you can get some fuzzy dice. Uh, the black and red colorway is awesome. But the big thing here are the suicide doors. I could also see you and Rochelle celebrating your anniversary and Mikey P putting on some sort of tacky um, tuxedo and driving you guys around and opening the suicide <laughs> doors for you in front of the next opening on the red carpet, uh, you know, that, that producer John puts together. I just think this is a great car. I want like if I if my collection becomes extended, I would find a way to get this era of Lincoln Continental into my collection, whether it's a coupe or preferably a convertible the suicide doors are awesome my uncle had a white convertible with red interior and i borrowed it a couple of times for dates and i've driven it on the freeway and man jp when you go over a little undulation this car just pogoes up and down the freeway <laughs> it's like being in the titanic man it's like oh my god we're out of control already uh I'm usually not a big fan of resto mods, but I I really like the way this guy did this car up, and I hope you agree because this car, I I think this is it's just I mean from the era JP, this is about as cool as it gets. I really like this thing, so uh, it's offered to us out of Anaheim, California. True mileage unknown, stock drivetrain, <clears throat> but cosmetic uh, mods, super neat car. What do you think? Love it. <clears throat> uh, you're right. Totally belongs on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, right. Yeah, uh, boy, uh, it would be great, of course. If it was a convertible, then it'd be the Entourage car. It'd be way better. Uh, yeah, totally. Probably be, uh, unlike a Porsche, it'd be worth a lot more. Um, where is this one going to land? So, JP, it's at $45,250, and I'd say somebody's already paying a premium for the mod, so I'm not sure there's a lot left in it. Uh, I'll just go fifty grand. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think that's a perfect bet because I, I don't know where they go over or under on that. Uh, this car really is uh, gorgeous, but you know we're seeing cars from this era. Unlike everything else that's going up, uh, 50s cars and stuff, uh, they're going down. Uh, boomers are the primary market for stuff like this. They're dying or retiring and or both uh their kids are getting these cars and they're getting rid of them um the, you know there's no youth culture built around this um 10 years ago you could have made an argument for it because entourage was a thing uh yep. but can you believe entourage has been off the air for 10 years off the air for 10 years that's I mean, bananas yeah. and how long was it on did it have uh, a 10-year run probably yeah i remember yeah. watching they made that, a movie right yeah <laughs> the, i remember watching that uh that show and they had a maserati quattro prote in it they wanted that's we were right. talking about it yeah uh, and that was like the car at the time and it was brand yeah. new so did ish give it to some kids and he said here the lease is up in six months make sure you drop it off on beverly hills or yeah, something. remember something that like i that. i yeah. i very i barely watched the show but i thought that scene was really cool and if yeah. it's truly based on mark Wahlberg's life i wonder yeah. if he did that one day and that's yeah pretty sound uh pretty. so i don't know yeah this car is just absolutely <coughs> fantastic but uh a, a diminishing audience wants this uh i do like them those wheels man i would never, i think great on paper that inch. would sound terrible you know these chrome kind of dished like uh torpedoes they yeah, call them 20 they inch torpedoes so darn cool they um, are right yeah, but uh, all right. So where is this car going to land? What 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 is? I said worth? fifty grand. Oh, I that's right. Grand. And I said over. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah no. I well, said, you uh, said you weren't sure, you, and you talked. So what heads. do you think? <laughs> I said yeah. I wasn't sure, and I jibber jabbed and got myself out. Yeah, I'll go fifty-one. Okay. I'll go one over. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Fifty-one. All right. Yeah, that's take it. The we'll over. find out. We'll talk about. Yeah, it it's pretty close. It could go. I mean, 
I don't, I just is it a sixty thousand dollar car? I don't think I so. Don't I think you could make so, that yeah. for less, but whatever. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Uh, and the black and red that that gets me going, man. If that sure. was a cab, if that was a convertible, maybe seventy five, right? Yeah. If it was a cab, then I could definitely see a market for it because just there there is always a market much broader for appeal cabs in general. Uh, you know, Porsches and some sports cars tend to not get as much value for them, but uh, the general public likes convertibles. That's why they're always more money in the first place. So, um, okay, what do we got last here? It's, we're, we're kind of got an American theme going all of a sudden here. What's we do. On? Well, it's just a couple of cars. You picked yeah. a, a few Porsches, and then I picked this 1993 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. Hmm. JP, look, we looked at a couple of Corvettes from this generation. Um, there's like that silver anniversary model that keeps bringing like $27,000 for a $10,000 Corvette. That cracks us up. Mm-hmm. And then you and I had the argument. I said ZR1s are forty thousand dollars cars, and you're like, you can buy a ZR1 for twenty grand if you want one. Mm-hmm. Go look. And 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 so I picked a few, and you were right. All those cars were right around twenty thousand, which is crazy. This particular example, JP, is a ZR1 with less than a thousand miles. It's five hundred and sixty-one miles. The name of the color, although it's very purple, the name of the color is ruby metallic. It's mm. it's not the same shade as my car. At least it doesn't look like it's the same shade as my car. Um, you have a, a you, you have an 84, 84 Carrera that's mm. ruby metallic. It's Rubino Rot Metallizzato, which is actually an Italian name. I think it's actually a Ferrari color, to be honest. Mm. But this car is called Ruby Metallic and it has a ruby leather interior. <clears throat> but what's interesting is you and I looked at you had picked um an SL 500 that was a burgundy color. And we saw a low mile, uh, early two thousands SL mm. in a burgundy color, bring a ridiculous n- number. Remember it was like $45,000 yeah, <clears throat> because of the low miles and the crazy unusual paint way. Most Corvette ZR ones, I think you would agree are either bright red or white. I've never seen one in this color. And so I wondered, despite having the really low miles, if somebody would pay a crazy premium for this car because of the colorway. John, last night when I looked it up, um, it was at $42,700 on 12 bids. As you and I are jibber-jabbering this morning with three and a half hours to go, Mm. also out of Anaheim, California. I told you, I promised you we'd have two cars from the same neighborhood. Our car, three and a half hours to go, JP, it's up to $50,500. Last night when I looked at it and I was deciding I wasn't going to make bids, you st- like you can't turn it off, right? I'm still thinking that's a fifty thousand dollar car. It's already at fifty grand. It's got three hours to go. So this car is in for a fury. Again, low miles, really low miles. Un- it's like brand new car, but but have got to be like one of a handful in this colorway. And they made thousands of these things, so that says a lot. So what do you think of a burgundy ZR1 that basically somebody just took the wrappers off? You know, was, or would you pay a ridiculous premium to have the one that doesn't look like all the others? If this guy goes to a ZR1 meet, he might be the only one there in a burgundy car. Uh, he'll be the rare one with the yeah. 80 other ones. Now, I, look, uh, ZR1s, when we had that conversation, and I recall, you know, that was a few months ago, and things have definitely changed. Yeah. When we talked about that, it was true. You could get ZR1s for 20-something grand. Now, that was with yeah. miles, though. Um, yeah, with miles. You know, it's a regular one. A regular yeah, one. Yeah, and, and, you know, you commonly see these with 10, 15, 20,000 miles. Sure. That's pretty Which much the miles low. of these, because, again, yeah. septuagenarians have owning them. Um <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting in the garage, you know, they bought it when they retired and they had a bunch of money, uh, you know, back when way back in the way back machine when they were 58, you know, and they, they bought themselves the Corvette that they always wanted, drove it around for a few years, then parked it. And, and now they're in a Walker or they're dead. And, uh, the cars come out, uh, for, you know, to market with, you know, 20,000 miles on them. This is, 
decidedly fewer miles. This is delivery miles. I mean, 500 really? miles is yeah, a brand new car. Yeah, so we yeah. are talking about an uh, clearly orders of magnitude value increase. Um, Serious. If you're talking a 20,000 mile car uh, would bring somewhere in the high 20s, maybe low 30s now, uh, when three to five months ago, you could have gotten one for the mid 20s. Um, a brand spanking new, I, for, who cares about what color it is? I mean, is the color special? Sure, I guess. Um, yeah. But the fact that I mean, it has 500 miles. It is if it was miles, a Mercedes. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if this is a special. I, I feel like I've seen a million Corvettes in this color. Really? But whatever. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if I've seen ZR1s. It's not like I pay attention uh, to right. Corvettes driving around, you know, C4s or whatever. But um, <laughs> I, I, the only thing, the thing that you have to lean on is delivery miles. 500 miles is a brand spanking. This is this could legitimately be a museum piece. I don't know how many of these there are with this few miles, but I know like a dozen of them fell in a hole. Literally, the Corvette um, museum, museum sinkhole. Uh, yeah, had a sinkhole <laughs> underneath it, and they lost like a few dozen cars. Literally, the but they restored them. Swallowed they, them up. Yeah, they dug yes, them out. Yes, true. They, they dug them out and yeah. restored them. Yeah, but but listen, JP, they made thousands of these things, and if you lived in the Midwest or particularly if you lived in and around Detroit, I mm -hmm. guarantee you there are a there's there's hundreds of these that just the oh ZR1 that are just wrapped in plastic and nobody ever drove because they're all Probably speculating right. that these are gonna be worth big money someday. Mm -hmm. And and you know, whatever the number is here, it's not gonna be a hundred grand. And so all those guys that have been saving their cars for 30 years are just wasting garage space. I mean, it's just you it's know, like baseball. They're not cars. quarter of a million dollar cars. Yeah. It's like baseball cards and like, uh, you know, Star Wars prequel toys. You know, everyone went out and were like, oh, the original Star Wars toys are worth all this money now, right? Yeah. So when the new Star Wars comes out, the, right. you have a bunch of like middle-aged white dudes going into the toy <laughs> store and clearing yeah. the rack of all the Jar Jar Binks figures uh, yeah. and thinking that those are going to be worth something one day. And they just, you're just an idiot taking up a bunch of storage space. And that's why you're not married or have never been. Um, Dude, that's, and that's what a septuagenarian is, right? A white middle-aged <laughs> white guy that puts away early Star Wars toys. Yeah. I think this car <laughs> does come with a bunch of uh, Yoda figurines or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what did you, did you throw a number at this car? I didn't. No, no, no. I haven't yet. It's at right. what, I wanted you to know was that it got a bunch of bids overnight and it's already over 50 grand wow. and that's i that to me seems like it's already all the money yeah, um, but that being said you... i'll give you my number okay. um by the way the 93 is the 40th anniversary so there's a there's an emblem on this car that represents it's the 40 year of the whatever i don't know all right I guess so they the only CR1. made like twenty five thousand of them got it exactly yeah <laughs> so it's really really special yeah. uh jp i think this car is going to bring it's either 60 or 65. Uh, it's on BAT, so I'll just... And it, yesterday, I got caught out with all the unders, so I'll just go strong today. I'm going to say $65,000. Somebody... I think I think that you're right, that the, the delivery miles is is somewhat of a big deal, and then I also think the color is, so I think it's, it's sort of a double unicorn, if that makes sense. Yeah. A double rainbow, no way. I just don't think there's such thing as a unicorn when it comes to Corvettes. There's just... No I agree, I, I agree, but yeah. but to the to the guy, the, the bow tie crowd, it, it, this is it, you know, this is the holy grail. I Besides the, guy... the 63, the 63 split window with, this, with the Z06 <laughs> yeah. package that he can't afford, but his uncle used to have one or whatever, like that, that's the real holy grail, but this is the tangible holy grail. Uh, if the car came with a couple, you know, lawn chairs in the back, I think you would get the 65. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll take your 60. 
uh, okay. bet the under and see what happens. Uh, you know, who knows? Sure. I mean, late stage rally again, delivery miles. Uh, your number's probably right. Uh, this thing, this thing can Whatever. climb we'll in see. the 70s. Who knows? Um, yeah, there's dumb. It doesn't there's... have uh, it doesn't have silly action on it. It let me just give it to you. It's only 14 bids, but the, yeah. the Chevy crowd is as fervorous as any of the others. They might they might also just come out of the woodwork at the end. Or maybe this car doesn't get another bid and we get caught out once again because we don't know what we're talking about. We are not experts. Uh, let us uh, let one thing be known if one only one thing is known about bid nerds. And that is that they are idiots. So become part of the nerd herd and uh, join our bid nerds club. We don't have one, but it's on Patreon. You can go on there and give us money or something yeah. like that. Like I said, <laughs> we'll send you a sticker. Uh, we're going to be at Radwood on the tent, so see us there. And uh, make sure you hit the subscribe, like, or smash that uh, Before you go, button. JP, yeah, I, buddy. last year for our anniversary, I gave Esther um, an orchid. And it was beautiful, and then it kind of timed out. All the leaves fell. And she's got it on the kitchen sink for over a year now, and she keeps putting ice in the bottom, and she's trying to, like, nurse it back to help. Do you know a good septuagenarian that could help her with that? <laughs> let me uh, let me get on the Google machine. I don't even know how to spell septuagenarian. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> you have to be born in September? Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, septuagenarian with a C. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. On that ignorant note, uh, we will see you tomorrow. We do have a third Catholic nerd school. tomorrow. Oh, we've got one of the Overcrest guys coming. Jake's going to be here really? tomorrow uh, to join us as a third nerd because it's Third Nerd Thursday. Uh, so we will see you guys manana. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Later. Get those words!